JKP Films presents If Kane Were Able. Episode 10. The very next day, in Kelly Shields' office, Kelly Shields is sitting behind her desk while Sandra Hooper is standing in front of it. What news have you got so far? Not much, I'm afraid. You've got to be kidding me. Are you trying to tell me that we've got our entire police force and our army looking for a bunch of kids and a woman, and they haven't even been able to turn up any viable leads? It's as if they just vanish off the face of the earth. Are you a simpleton or something? It's impossible for a person to vanish off the face of the earth. I want results pronto, and until I get them, no one is allowed to rest. I want you all working 24-7 until this has been dealt with. Now get out of my sight! Over the next couple of weeks, pirate radio stations and newspapers start to emerge in reaction to Kelly Shield's crackdown on the press. Some members of the public listen to or read these publications in secret because Kelly had outlawed the listening or reading of such material. Meanwhile, in Commissioner Rayner's office, Commissioner Rayner stumbles upon something in one of the murdered mother's case notes. Samantha, I think I've got something. What? It says here that when the son of the murdered mother, Charlotte Wolfe, was questioned, he said that there was something strange about the living room table that he found his dead mother beside. What did he say was strange? He said that someone had put flowers in a vase on the table. What was so strange about that? Well, he claimed that neither he nor his mother, who were the only inhabitants of the house, would have put it there because they never had flowers in the house, because his mother was extremely allergic to flowers. Was the statement corroborated? That's just it. His story wasn't even followed up because the investigating officers were so sure of his guilt. I'll go and pull up Charlotte Wolfe's doctor's records. Hours later, Samantha calls Lisa. Commissioner. Hi, Samantha. I've got the files in front of me right now. I'm just looking at them. Oh my God! Charlotte Wolfe's son was telling the truth. His mother was extremely allergic to flowers. One sec, let me just find the crime scene photos for Charlotte Wolfe. Oh my god. Commissioner, what's wrong? I think I've just realised what's been bothering me. And if I'm right, it's big. What is it? I don't want to say it over the phone, and I want to make certain before I say anything. Get back here sharpish, Sam. Lisa looks through the blue-blooded killer's file she just took from her cabinet and takes out all of the crime scene photos. All of the photos have the same flowers from the Charlotte Wolf crime scene in them. Lisa looks at the crime scene photos from the women who were murdered after the Titan virus struck. They all have the same flowers in them as the ones in Charlotte Wolf's crime scene photos. Lisa asks her receptionist to find her the address of the current highest-ranking botanist in the UK. She then takes the crime scene photos and calls Samantha to tell her to meet her there. When Lisa meets Samantha, she tells her what she found out. They both go to see the botanist called Kiki Malone. Hello, Miss Malone. Can you tell me about the flower in this picture? Is this a joke? I assure you that this is no joke, Miss Malone. This picture is important to our investigation. If that's not a joke, then that photo has to have been doctored. Why do you say that? Because that breed of flower is called the Devil's Right Hand, and it's been extinct for the last 20 years. 
extinct? Yes. Extinct. So if I told you that a number of these flowers have been found, what would you say? I would say it's impossible because it would take a master botanist who is even better than me to bring that flower out of extinction. And I'm the best. And even I can't do it. Samantha and Lisa make their way back to their car and get in. This case just keeps getting more and more intriguing. Yes, it does. In summary, what do we know so far? That an important piece of evidence was never examined in the Wolf murder case and that the blue-blooded killer and the killer of the mothers both left the same calling card, a flower that has been extinct for the last 20 years. And that tells us? That the killers are either one and the same or it is likely that they are working together. It also raises the question that the blue-blooded killer might not be dead and that we might all have been wrong about him being a man. I need to inform the Prime Minister about this straight away. Please keep this between just us until further notice. Hours later, Commissioner Lisa Rayner enters the Prime Minister's office in 10 Downing Street and sits down. Commissioner Rayner, you said on the phone that it was urgent that you see me straight away. Lisa Rayner was just about to tell the Prime Minister about her breakthrough in the case of the murdered mothers when she notices that outside of the Prime Minister's office window, the devil's right-hand flower is growing in the Minister's garden. Commissioner? Oh, uh... I just wanted to discuss next year's budget for the police, if that's okay. Of course. After meeting with the Prime Minister, Commissioner Lisa Rayner meets Samantha to tell her what she's just found out. She contemplates continuing the rest of the investigation on her own without telling Samantha anything, but then she tells Samantha everything because she realises she owes her that much after Samantha works so hard on the case. Lisa informs Samantha that this investigation must be hush-hush from now on and that they must gather irrefutable proof before they even think of taking their next steps. From that day forth, they continue to investigate in secret. They thoroughly look into Kelly Shields as covertly as they can. Hi Gabby. I found an entry in Helena's diary for a meeting with the reporter at The Independent, Crystal Cunningham, at 12am on the day she went missing. So I spoke to Crystal Cunningham and she told me she was supposed to have a meeting with Helena Clark at 12 o'clock. But Helena never showed up. And she never returned her calls. What was the meeting about, Hilary? Kelly Shields, corruption, lies, deceit and the deliberate misleading of the British people. The plot thickens. And we have yet another situation where Kelly Shields' name has come into the mix in regards to the people who went missing after the Titan virus. We just need some stone-clad proof. Then we can publish this story. A few nights in the not-so-distant future, the Righteous sneak up to a military warehouse. Once they survey the area and they're sure that it's all clear, Roberta drives a truck up to the warehouse. Within moments, they silently break in and make their way inside. The warehouse is full of weapons. The Righteous start picking up weapons, taking them towards the truck and loading them. Once the truck is full, they get into the back of it and drive back to their site. After they unload the contents of the truck into their own warehouse, they do a stock take. The next day, the Righteous train in the forest. They shoot with catapults and guns, practice hand-to-hand -hand combat and knife throwing. They also practice sneaking up on each other and using the natural habitat as camouflage. That night, they practice running in the forest. This becomes their nightly and daily routine. A few days later, in a living room in Camden, I'm telling you, Teresa, Kelly Shields is nothing but trouble. That's not true. Isn't it? She's a dictator who wasn't elected by anybody. She's curbed freedom of the press and freedom of speech. 
and there's rumours that she locks up anybody who disagrees with her. That's just it. They're just rumours. Come on now, you can't be that naive. Do you think all the politicians who are opposing her just disappeared without a trace? Or do you think that Kelly just sent them on a permanent holiday to Butland? What about all the good that she's done? She's revolutionised and improved the NHS, she's redistributed wealth so that society is more equal, and she's got rid of homelessness. I think you'll find the Titan virus got rid of homelessness, because it killed off a large amount of the population, solving the housing crisis. Okay, what about the fact that she kept the UK society from falling into anarchy after the virus hit? And she's organised everything so that we could focus on finding a cure. You keep on letting Kelly Shields pull the wool over your eyes and convince you she's a saint, but I, for one, will not be fooled by a wolf in sheep's clothing. Five years fly by within a blink of an eye. One night on Carnaby Street, Sandra Hooper's on her way home when she senses someone following her, so she speeds up. Footsteps can be heard behind her. She quickly turns a corner and keeps on looking around, but no one can be seen. The footsteps stop a long way behind her. Just as she reaches her doorstep, pulls out her keys and smiles, someone hits her from behind. Moments later, the words, the righteous, appears written in blood above her corpse, which is sprawled in a pool of blood. The next day, at the cabinet meeting in 10 Downing Street, Kelly Shields is drinking a cup of tea while she's sitting around the cabinet table with all of her ministers. Kelly looks around the room. Has anyone heard from Sandra today? Melanie Sinclair looks uneasily at everyone. She then clears her throat. Sandra Hooper was murdered last night. Sandra Hooper? As in our Sandra? And my best friend? Yes, she was attacked right outside of her house. The forensic team is there right now. And the, the killer slit her throat and used her blood to write the righteous about her corpse. Get out! Get out! All of you! Get out! I told you all to get out of here! None of you can never do anything right. You can't even leave me alone when I ask you to. Well then come in if you must. Melanie Sinclair comes into the room with an envelope that has a message written in blood on the front of it that says, Play me. She passes it to Kelly. We just found this in the post. I thought it was important to show you it straight away because of the blood. Did anyone see who delivered it? No. Get the rest of my ministers back in here. Kelly carefully opens the envelope. There's a DVD inside of it. She passes it to Serena, who puts it into the DVD player and presses play. Paul appears on the television screen. You made the worst mistake of your lives when you murdered my brothers and sisters. And because of that, the righteous will not rest until each and every one of you are either dead or buried alive. Judgment day has come, ladies, and it's time for you all to reap what you have sown. Suddenly, a bullet breaks through the window and hits Serena in the head. Blood spurts out of her wound as she drops to the floor. Like I said, ladies, Judgment Day has come. There's a shooter on the building opposite this one. Get him, now! The ministers in the room are shocked. They're looking at the dead body with looks of disbelief and fear. Some of them are crying, some of them are frozen with that fear, and others are looking at Kelly for leadership. I want information on the righteous ASAP. 
I want to know how many members they have and the names of each of their members so that I can make them pay. Now, everybody get out, apart from Sally. The Righteous's enhanced abilities have no doubt developed by now. That's probably why we haven't been able to catch them so far. Sally, can you create an army of soldiers who are just as capable as the Righteous? The second group of kids we are creating will have even better abilities than the Righteous once they reach adolescence. Or at least they would do, if any of the potential mothers trusted us enough to be artificially impregnated again. We'll deal with that problem later. However, we can't wait that long anyway. We need an army now. Can you do it? It's never been tried before. But is it possible? Yes, I can use the DNA from the prisoners to create clones. How long will it take? A year or two. You've got two months. You'll have all the scientists helping you. Get to work. The sooner we have an army, the sooner we can get rid of the righteous and Eve Hope. Meanwhile, at the Guardian newspaper office building... My friend who checks if videos and images have been doctored for a living has informed me that these videos have definitely been tampered with by some sort of sophisticated scrambling device. The plot thickens. Moments later at MI5 headquarters. Okay, people, what have we got so far? We're sent links via text and email to her phone and her work and her home email addresses. And because she clicked on them, we've now got access to her social media, her phone and her home and work emails. But we're still waiting on a few other surveillance measures, like drones and bugs being deployed and set up. That's not good enough. I want us to have a 360 degree access to her whole life, and it's important we have it within the next hour. What have we found out so far? Her and a colleague are doing an investigative journalism piece into the disappearance of the MPs Charlotte Reef and Helena Clark. And what do they know so far? They know that there's been a common link between the people who disappeared after the Titan virus struck, and that is that all of them oppose Kelly Shields' government. Can they prove this? No. The data we've processed so far suggests Hilary Metcalf and her colleague Gabby Asher do not have any hard proof about who took the missing people. But it does reveal that they suspect it was the government. Okay. I just need to make a quick phone call. And when I come back, I want to hear that we have 360 degrees of access to both of these reporters' lives. Just so we're clear, people, I want 24-7 surveillance on both of them. Meanwhile, in a secret prison below ground... I can't take it anymore. They've held us captive in this underground prison for God knows how long, and they are never going to let us go. I just know. I'm going to die down here and I'm never going to get to see my baby again. You have to try to keep it together until we can find a way to get out of here. That's just it. We're never going to get out of here. We have to, so you can see your baby again and so that we can reveal the full extent of what Kelly Shields has done. I know, I should still care about exposing Kelly Shields, but I, I don't. All I care about is getting back to my baby. That will do for now. Just remember, no matter what happens, you have to make it back to your baby, whatever it takes. Meanwhile, in the Righteous's hideout... It's not fair. I, I haven't seen my mother. I am so sorry, Stephanie. I, I understand what you're saying, you know, but it's really not safe to be with our parents, so you just need to stay with us for now, yeah? Could, could we just at least give my mum a call? 
I'm sure this would be okay. No, Stephanie, it's just not safe. Just trust me and listen to what I'm saying. I'm missing my mum. I just want to go home. I know, Stephanie. You know, I've, I've already told you the situation. If you want to go, you can go. But I won't be able to protect you anymore. Two weeks go by and two more of Kelly's ministers are murdered by the righteous. The police and the MI5 focus all of their energy on locating the righteous, but they have no luck. One afternoon, Eve Hope is walking down Farringdon Street with Tristan when a group of four police officers see them. Oi, stop! Eve grabs Tristan's hand and starts running. The police start to chase them. Stop or we'll shoot! Eve and Tristan continue to run whilst bullets fly over their heads. They run down Clerkenwell Road. The police are still hot on their tails. Meanwhile, in the Righteous's headquarters, Carlos Phillips is sitting in front of a laptop with headphones on. He's listening to police radio chatter. Beside him are two other children with headphones on. Carlos takes off his headset and swivels around. Paul, you might want to listen to this. Dispatch, we need backup. We're chasing even Tristan Hope in the Farringdon area. We're currently on St John Street. Carlos, I want every available soldier in the Farringdon area to make their way to St John Street so that they can track Eve Hope. Yes, boss. Back in Farringdon, Eve and Tristan are still running. Eve is starting to get tired. Little by little, her pace slows down. Without warning, Tristan breaks free of his mother's grip and runs off. Eve turns towards the direction he was in, but he's gone. No! Tristan! Eve keeps running. The police are getting closer and closer. She slips and falls. The police make their way up to her. One of the policewomen aims her gun at Eve's head and is about to fire. Tristan appears silently out of nowhere and kicks the gun out of the policewoman's hand. He jabs her in her face with his left hand and then uppercuts her. She falls to the ground, knocked out. Eve looks in direction of the fight and tries to get up. Her right leg gives way. Tristan pulls out his gun and shoots the remaining three police officers while a member of the Righteous watches everything that is happening from a rooftop. The member of the Righteous is on his phone. Tristan helps his mother up, helps her to walk and then they get out of there. Little does Eve and Tristan know that they've been tracked all the way to their flat by members of the Righteous. Tristan helps his mother into the flat and then reloads his gun. Meanwhile, Another member of the Righteous reports via his phone from the top of another building. They're staying in the flat. Uh, it's in northwest London. It's on Stonebridge Estate. Good work. I'm sending back up. Keep your eyes on them until I say otherwise. Dan Brown pulls out his binoculars and stares at the window of the flat that Eve and Tristan are in until Eve gets up and shuts the curtains. Later that night, Eve is sleeping in bed. Poor Hope walks through the doorway of her room and creeps up to her bed. He's wearing a black hoodie and black jeans. The hood's over his head. Hi, my name's Jonathan Poku, and I'm the writer and the director of this podcast. If you would like to be informed about competitions, exclusive content, and information about this show and other shows created by JKP Films, please go to www.jkpfilms.com and subscribe to our mailing list via the subscription box, which is at the bottom of the page. In addition, if you would like to help us to continue to make this podcast and other projects, please feel free to go to www.jkpfilms.com and to donate as little or as much as you would like via the donate button, which is at the bottom of the page. Please believe me, all donations are always appreciated. Oh yeah, 
If you would like to contact us, please email us at inquire at jkpfilms.com. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to hear from you. Save yourselves, don't give 